Hello and welcome to the Wholehearted Healer Podcast. My name is Dr. Avine Banish and I will be your host. This is the weekly podcast that helps women pause in their busy lives, drop into the heart, and remember their next right step. I am so happy that you're here. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Wholehearted Healer podcast. My name is Dr. Avine Banish. I'm so grateful that you're here. And I'm excited today about my guest, Chef Whitney Aronoff is here with me. She is a health supportive personal chef based in Laguna Beach, California, which must be nice right about now as we're recording this in January. Um, And after struggling with some food allergies and stomach pains with no clear solutions, Chef Whitney decided to learn how to heal herself with food. So she then graduated culinary school from the Natural Gourmet Institute in New York City, and she began this quest, it seems, to help others use food to heal and thrive. And um, she recently started Starseed Kitchen Organic Spices. She has a podcast, and I'm really excited to talk to her today. So um, Whitney, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here and chatting with you. And so maybe we can start, um, you know, it's, I'm in Colorado, and I have a lot of friends and listeners in the Midwest. And so it's, we're deep in winter here. You know, yesterday we did celebrate that halfway point between winter solstice and spring solstice, but I think a lot of people listening are kind of, there's that like heavy energy of winter. And I wonder if we just, as we get started, if you can talk a little bit about how we can use food to assist us where we are even seasonally in the year right now. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I've lived on the East Coast as well in the middle of winter. I lived in Washington, D.C. in New York City. And as a California girl, I didn't change my diet to adjust with where I was living. Mm-hmm. I was still eating the same way I had been in California, but it was bitter cold outside. You know, I moved into my apartment in New York City during a blizzard in <laughs> March. So, wow. so I couldn't understand why I was cold all the time. I was freezing cold to the bone. And I just assumed, you know, it's winter time. This is what happens. And it wasn't until I went to this health supportive culinary school that I realized that during this time of year, I need to be eating warming foods. Mm-hmm. You know, why am I ha- having a salad for lunch? Make, make soup, make stews, slow cook food. You know, the, the joy of this time of year is there's so many healthy things that you can make that are warming foods. And when you make it, you're making more than just one serving. You're making multiple servings, which is going to make your life a lot easier during the week. Um, but you just have to adjust your diet for the season. So now is really the time for soups, stews, slow cooked meats. Um, and you can still bake and roast vegetables, lightly steam vegetables. Um, you can, you can still, you know, boil some chicken and shred it, um, and make shredded chicken to mix things up. But now is definitely the time for, for warming foods. If that helps. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, there's something to comfort foods, right? And it is, it is that time of year for comfort foods. I, you know, on this podcast, I love to talk to people who I see as living wholehearted, um, despite or because of what's happening around them. And it really seems that your approach to food and how you want to help others, um, heal and thrive with food is a very open-hearted approach. So can you maybe just talk about 
your approach to what you do and and maybe how you got there? Well, my goal is to try to help people learn what I learned at a health supportive culinary school. So they don't have to pause their life for eight months and go to school full time just to learn how to feed themselves, how to read food labels, how to know what eggs to buy at the grocery store. You know, this is all information that I believe we all deserve to know. And I believe that the food that we put in us and creating a diet that works for our bodies and works seasonally with where we're living is kind of the foundation for everything else. You have to get that structure in place. And then all the other modalities that you apply in your life will really resonate and stick and work because your foundation is there. Yeah. I think we tend to maybe underestimate this idea that food is medicine. I mean, it's a medicine that we're taking multiple times a day and it just seems that there's a lot of um, it's been made very complex. So can you kind of simplify it for us? Yeah. And at this time of year, it's really complex because if you look outside yourself, you're going to see all these people that are telling you that you need a juice and you need a fast and you, you know, need to eat this and you need to eat that. And that might not work with the environment that you're in. You know, if you're in a place that's the middle of winter, you know, having an ice cold juice or an ice cold smoothie first thing in the morning, isn't going to make you feel better. It's going to chill you to the bone. So you really have to work with, with, your food and your diet to the environment that you live in. And then once you recognize that, now you just have to start getting back to real whole foods. And that's what's complicated. So when I talk about making a super comfort food, you know, most of us, when we see that type of food, it's actually heavily processed. But if you you make those items with real ingredients, they're so good for you, so nourishing, and you actually don't need very much. So for instance, on, on my website, Starseed Kitchen, I have recipes for like a root vegetable mashed potato or a parsnip mashed potato. And so what you're doing is you're taking a bunch of, you know, winter parsnips, you're chopping them up, throwing them in a pot with water, boiling them. And then you just reserve a little bit of that water you cooked them in and you put those parsnips in a Vitamix or a Cuisinart and you mix it up with just a little bit of that water, a gar- one garlic clove, a little ghee and some white pepper and sea salt. And you have the most incredible mashed potato and you have these incredible root vegetables that are going to get you grounded and make you feel calm and homey. And like, this is good food for you. This is nourishing food. Um, but you know, a lot of people are making instant mashed potatoes. Like those aren't going to serve you. A lot of people are making food in the microwave. That's not going to serve you because as we know, food is a transfer of energy and the energy that you choose to put in you is the energy you're going to feel. So, you know, it shouldn't be complicated but it sounds a little bit when you first get into it, but you're just trying to simplify and improve the qualities of all the food that you choose and you put in you within your, within your limits, within your budget, within where you live, within what you have access to, you do the best with what you can without kind of overworking yourself and stressing yourself out. I love that. And then, you know, it It also seems that there's an interplay with the energy that is me and my food. So like on a day that I'm feeling really stressed out, I have four kids, only two of them are living at home, but, um, you know, there are days where I'm don't have a lot of time or I feel overwhelmed or I feel annoyed with something my teenagers do me. Um, and can you talk about the interplay with 
how we're feeling or, or how things are going. And then when we're cooking in the kitchen and how that energy all kind of mixes together. Well, I completely agree with you. So, and that's one of my, one of the ethos that I like to talk about with high vibration cooking is that our mood affects the food and our mood is somehow created by the food we eat. So we all know when we come home from work or we've had a stressful day and we go into the kitchen to throw the usual dish together that like is in our repertoire that we've made a thousand times, but we're rushed and we're pissed and we're starving. And maybe we burn it a little bit because we have the heat too high because we're just in a hurry Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. It doesn't turn out very well. It doesn't taste very good. It doesn't have much flavor, but we really didn't do anything different, but our attitude was different. So it completely affects the flavor of the food versus if we turn on a little music that makes us feel good, or we turn on what we consider high vibration music. So Kundalini mantras, um, classical music, music at a certain frequency, there's a variety of options you can choose. That'll shift how you're feeling. It's going to shift how the food reacts and it's going to taste a lot better. So what I try to teach as well, and what I do for myself is twice a week, I try to prepare a bunch of items just to have in the fridge to cut my dinner time in half. So that might be cooking brown rice or some sort of rice once a week, just so I have a bunch of rice already in the fridge, maybe roasting some sweet potatoes or some yams, you know, just having some simple vegetables that are easy to blanch or steam in like five minutes or less, Mm -hmm. like broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, spinach, having something like that in the fridge, or maybe, you know, cooking all my chicken breasts for my salad the same day that I do the rice and a few other items while I'm making myself dinner. So preparing a few things in advance, then when you get to dinner time, it's a lot easier to throw things together. You aren't stressed. And then you're not putting all that, as we say, sometimes negative energy into your meal, that that that's then making it. So when you sit down to eat, you're not even enjoying your food and enjoying our food. The pleasure of food is kind of one of the benefits of this human experience. Like we should enjoy all of our meals. There's no reason to waste a meal. I love that. And I, during the pandemic, actually, I started doing that. I started food prepping a little bit on Sundays when I had time, when I had, you know, I could go to the grocery store and take a little time to choose produce that I thought looked great. And I, it really transformed my week because I think a lot of us approach, um, you know, we probably do make a lot of similar things every week, but for many years for me, I would like come to supper time and it would be like, what am I going to make? It was like roulette. I didn't have a good plan. I didn't kind of lean into that self-care or even care for my family. And that a little bit of prep and a little bit of spaciousness, like that Sunday afternoon for me, when I just had time to do this, when I wasn't rushing and trying to multitask and do 10 different things, Simple foods, I really do think tasted better. It was amazing. That's so nice to hear. And I really follow a simple, a similar practice as you do. So on Sundays, I try to prep a grain. I prep a root vegetable. I do some sort of protein. I make sure I have ingredients for, for salads set in the fridge for the week. And then I try for dinner on Sunday nights to do a new recipe, something I've never done before, something from the cookbook that I've been wanting to make forever. And then the rest of the week, you know, it's all my little go-tos. 
or it's something I've made before. But that's the only way I can get out of my rut and routine is if I force myself to make a special event of trying a new recipe. So I did that for Sunday night dinners. That is a great, I'm going to try that. I love that idea. Um, I wonder if you could talk with me a little bit about what got you started on this journey in terms of, um, I'm someone too, who has had some um, food allergies. I'm a physician by training and I didn't find a lot of answers (laughs) in um, when, when I sought them in Western um, medicine. I know that's changing, but I just wonder if you can talk to someone who may you know, they don't know where to start. They're maybe not feeling great in the food that they're eating, but they don't know what to do. So I started having really realizing that having stomach issues, just lots of stomach pains. Sometimes after I went out to eat with friends or with my parents and it, I, I couldn't understand why I was having all these stomach pains. And I went to my general practitioner and told him, and he didn't ask me what I ate. He just immediately told me, oh, you just need to eat broccoli and more vegetables and you'll be fine. Broccoli has always been one of my favorite foods. It was actually really insulting and pissed me off. He didn't ask me any personal questions. He just brushed me aside. So I, this was in the nineties. I stopped going to general practitioners and starting then I was like in high school, I was like, okay, I got to figure this out myself. I still tried occasionally going to doctors in my twenties and thirties, but nobody would ever answer my questions or could help me. Or when I talked to them, they told me, you know what? I know so much. I'm already well-informed. So at some point my body's gonna, gonna figure it out and I'll be fine because I already know all the tools to heal myself and it wasn't happening. Um, So my issues were really stomach-based. And over time, I started to learn, well, you know, I was eating certain foods that were inflammatory or fake. So I was eating margarine, not butter. I was eating soy, and most soy is a pretty poor quality, not truly fermented soy. I know that doesn't work for my body now. Um, I knew marinara sauces and tomatoes were creating a lot of pain after I ate them. So I removed that from my diet. So over time, I just figured out little things that were creating that inflammatory reaction and removed them. And then at the same time, looked at my diet and started to improve and up level the quality of the ingredients that I was consuming. And then once I got that nailed down, then I could do the emotional work that was also attached to the stomach pain. And then that's when I could take the images and stories that I was seeing when I was laying down at night and I'd put my hands on where the stomach pain was. And I would see like a movie in my head. I then got to a place where I could go and talk to, you know, a therapist, a past life regression healer, a shaman about all these images I was seeing surrounding my stomach pain and, and the little knots in my stomach that I was physically feeling and get those out and release them. So it was tandem between food and trapped emotions or trapped experiences. It all needed to be worked on for them to all go away. But healing the food part first allowed for everything else to reveal itself and move on. Yeah, I really love that approach. I love that idea or that that notion that it's complex, right? That we are complex beings, that there are that 
that there are different levels of energy and of healing. And, um, and so to be curious in your own journey, I think is a really, and to, and to, to know that you're a sovereign being, that you are the one directing this, that, that people will show up to help you when, you know, when you're looking, um, but that food can really be, uh, a friend on the journey. You know, I think we live in, in Western culture, food, especially for women is so, um, oh my gosh, there's so much energy laid on it. You know, it's good. It's bad. It's, it's going to save you. It's going to, so, so I love this idea of just kind of returning back to simple to good, high quality ingredients. Can you talk a little bit, you know, um, the star seed kitchen, I love the name, um, and just tips for people, you know, you've given so many already, but just this idea of that food is vibration, you know, food is energy, food is vibration, and that um, foods have different vibrations. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. So Starseed Kitchen is my company. It's my website. It's my blog. It's where I share all the recipes that I create for my personal chef and meal prep clients. I put those recipes on Starseed Kitchen so people can recreate what I do at home because that's all I want. I want people to get back in their kitchen and make their own food because that's the best way to get a healthy meal. Cause like we talked about, you can choose the quality ingredients. You can choose the quality of your pots and pans, the oils you cook with, and you can decide what attitude you're showing up with. And all those things are going to affect, affect your food and your meal. And so now we're talking about like the vibration of food and high vibration food versus low vibration food. And I have a lot of that information on, on my website and on my YouTube, if people want to check that out, but I'll give an example of a high vibration, and low vibration food, high vibration food is fresh squeezed orange juice, whether you fresh squeeze it yourself, or you go to your health food store and they have the fresh squeezed orange juice there. It's delicious. It's energizing. I mean, it makes you glow. It makes you feel so good. It's so uplifting. A low vibration version of that is any on the shelf orange juice in a carton with a brand label that is good on the shelves for a month or two or three, because all those orange juice companies have to add some sort of preservative in order for the orange juice to be on the shelf that long. You know, if you make orange juice at home and you put it in your fridge, it ferments and goes bad within three days. Mm-hmm. Now, not only are there items added to that orange juice, so it can sit on the shelf longer, but there's scents added in there. And I learned that at my culinary school, um, that there are proprietary scents made for every single one of those orange juice brands. That scent is a chemical that's now in the juice. So when you, when you open that juice, it smells fresh. It smells like orange juice. And each brand has a different version, a different scent. And you're consuming that. And we don't know what that's going to be doing to us over time. So those would be, you know, a high vibration food versus a low vibration food. Well, and I hear people listening who might say, well, I don't have money. And, you know, everything is getting more expensive. I don't have money to spend at Whole Paycheck or Whole Foods. (laughs) Like, but what I hear you saying is that you can shop wherever you're going to shop. You just are choosing whole foods. You're choosing yes. fruits and vegetables. And from there you can do lots of magic in the kitchen. You can. And then for people that maybe don't want to go to certain health food stores, I know that whole foods, every product in that store will go on sale twice a year. 
So if there's something that you're eyeing in there that you've always wanted to try, keep keep walking by and checking the aisle because it will go on sale at one point. Every brand and product that is sold in there has to agree that their product will go on sale twice a year. So don't get disappointed. Um, there, there are great deals everywhere. You can shop online now. You can shop directly through a brand and get their products. Like if you're looking for a quinoa pasta, a gluten-free pasta, a brown rice pasta, you know, buying directly from these brands, same with proteins, you can buy directly from the farms and have them shipped and you can get great quality, better pricing. There are options out there. So don't get discouraged. Just when you see something and you're like, oh, darn, I wish I could afford that. I really want to try it. There's always another way. I love that. Yeah. Don't. And I think if we take out a lot of the really processed foods, the, um, I mean, when you're shopping just for grains and it, your, your bill goes down, like I, I, there is some truth that when you stay to the outside of a grocery store versus the inner aisles, it, it shifts your, your bottom line, your cost as well. I think so too. Um, you know, I shop for the same families every week, same client on Sunday, same client on Monday, same client on Tuesday, and their grocery bills stay very consistent. Like I probably, you know, change between $30 up and down every week, just depending on maybe additional items that they want me to pick up. But once you get in your groove of what you need to restock with, how you eat, um, your grocery bills will stay pretty consistent and then you can get comfortable pivoting. You know, like sometimes the certain vegetables are a little more expensive one week because it's really not the time of year that they're in season. Or, you know, I talk to the people in the produce section all the time. Why does the broccoli look so bad? Oh, because we got too much rain three weeks ago and that affected the broccoli crops. And that's why it looks like that. So if you just talk to the people in your produce section, like they have tons of knowledge, they'll help fill you in. They'll let you know what's going to be coming in, in a few weeks. And then of course, I know it's hard to do because I myself go to the grocery store five to six days a week for clients, you know, on my weekends, I don't necessarily want to go grocery shopping again, but when you can go to your farmer's market, at least for fruit, you can get a much better quality product. It will cost you more in some cases, but now you're getting fruit without wax on it. You're getting fruit that's not sprayed. So one thing people, one thing that's really disappointing that most of us don't know is most of the citrus gets sprayed with a chemical before it goes into the grocery store. So it looks more orange. So, you know, tangerines, mandarins, oranges, um, there's a lot of fruit, a lot of citrus fruit that always naturally has a little green on it and they gas the fruit. So that green goes away. So it's more vibrant. So you, as the consumer will find it more appealing and purchase it more. So I really always try to encourage people just, even if you get to the farmer's market once a month, like, like use that as your treat to get out, to be in your community, to meet new people, to, you know, do something different in your neighborhood, but then pick up, at least pick up your fruit and try that and see how maybe that fruit makes you feel or how it looks different from what you're getting at the grocery store. Just make it an experience and it's completely worth it for your health and, you know, just for, for your body and your mind and your community connection. I love that. Yes. Yeah, supporting farmers markets, wherever, wherever we can is so important. Supporting farmers and the people doing the great the great and hard work of growing our food. Um, I wonder too, if you can talk about, sometimes it can get a little overwhelming 
um, thinking about toxicity and, you know, pesticides. And can you talk a little bit about how we can counterbalance that in the way we eat our food? Like that, that the energy with which we consume our meals also matters. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It happens to me all the time. And then if we go on social media and we see all the people that are pitching all the different ways that we should be washing and cleaning our food in order to get the pesticides off. I mean, at the end of the day, if the food sprayed, the food sprayed, you know, so you just have to work within the conditions the best you can. Um, a lot of people don't realize that organic food is even sprayed. You know, there's over 25 different organic certified pesticides that organic farms are allowed to use. So, you know, we, we pick and choose our battles. So I think, I think we have to go back to some of the things that, that we know work or soothe our soul. And it doesn't hurt to bless the food. It doesn't hurt to give gratitude when you sit down and have your meal to, to thank the person that prepared it for you. One thing that I, two things I love doing while I'm in the kitchen. One, I love talking to the food. So I love thanking the food as I'm pairing it. I like having fun while I'm cooking. It should be fun. You know, sometimes when I slice a zucchini or whatever I'm slicing, I'll just say a word or affirmation in my head over and over and over again, like love, 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 love. (laughs) You know, I mean, cooking takes a lot of work and a lot of energy and it's exhausting. And sometimes you kind of just have to snap yourself into the mood. So for me, I always like to put on an apron. It's like when you have any sort of job that requires a uniform, sometimes when you put that uniform on, it allows you to really get into that mode and get to work. So if you have an apron, I highly suggest put it on before you start working and use that as your way to like get into chef mode, get into cooking mode. It really, really helps kind of turn it on. And then you, you start to create more gratitude and joy and fun while you're cooking. And then lastly, if you can put on a little music, especially what I consider high vibration music. So put on classical, put on Kundalini mantras. Um, I love the band white sun. They're a, um, Grammy award winning band and they sing these Kundalini mantras and you, you can look at the name of the word and then you can Google and find out what it means. And it's basically all mantras to uplift you and your food's going to go along with it. And you'll start having fun while you're preparing your meals and, I mean, watch how, watch how you and the food transforms. You'll, you'll see it and you'll feel it. Whitney, your energy is infectious and, um, the families that you cook for are so lucky. And I'm so grateful for the work you're doing in the world for this starseed kitchen offering. And can you just tell us a little bit more about how, if someone doesn't live near you and you can't cook for them as they wish right now that they probably, probably could, how they can connect with you, learn from you get some of your products. Oh, thank you. Well, you guys can always visit starseedkitchen.com and you can see hundreds of recipes for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, everything in between. And then you can follow me on Instagram where you can get the meal prep recipes are the meal prep menus that I do for my clients every week. So if you're in a rut and you aren't sure what to eat this week, I post my client menus every week, every day that I cook um, in my Instagram story. So you can get a little inspiration. Um, and then if you want to learn more about me and, and what I do and, you know, different ways to raise your vibration and different 
things that you can start bringing into your life to make you feel better, you can tune into my podcast, the High Vibration Living Podcast. And then lastly, if you want to use the spice blends that I use on my personal chef clients, you can use them at home and you can order them on starseedkitchen.com. Well, thank you so much for, I don't know, brightening up this winter day and making people kind of excited to get into the kitchen and to connect with their food and to nourish themselves. And I think when we nourish ourselves in that way, we really, it's, it's like a ripple effect, right? Because when we feel good, the impact that we have on the world goes farther. And so it's amazing how any step of the way, whether it's, you know, how we make our soups or um, how we eat our food can, can make an impact in the whole. That's really exciting. Well, one thing I always try to remind my team, like whenever I do dinner parties or special events, I have a few other, you know, chefs or cooks, cook assistants with me and they'll start to get really stressed out, you know, for trying Mm -hmm. to get the food out at a certain time. We all know how that feels on holidays. Yes. And I always remind them it's just food, (laughs) food, you know, like, what are we really stressing about? Like everyone's going to be happy to sit down and eat. Doesn't matter if it's on time. It doesn't matter if it's sometimes overcooked. It doesn't matter if the garnish isn't right. It's just food. So have fun with it and um, find your rhythm and know when, you know, something isn't working for you, you know, you can swap and switch and you'll find something else. It's not the end of the world. It's really just food. I love that. That is a great mantra. It's just food. Whitney, thank you so much. Um, And I hope that the rest of your day is beautiful. Oh, thank you. You too. I'm so glad we connected. Me too.